Hello, this is Mike Edel and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Welcome to the 24th episode of our second season of Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Uh, today we're uh, pleased to be joined by Jeff O'Neill from Industrial Arts Brewing from up the Hudson River, north of New York City. Uh, welcome to our podcast, Jeff. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Steve, uh, we're down. We're down to the last five percent of harvest, more or less. And uh, it's, it's, uh, how's it going? Well, it's it's going well. Again, uh, yields have been at target or slightly above. Quality is good. Uh, growers are sweating bullets this weekend because winter's supposed to rear its ugly head. There's and, some frost uh, on the windows this morning. Yeah. Could could be some uh, some frosty mornings um, uh, Sunday morning or. Uh, uh, Monday morning. What What is the impact? And I'm sure it depends on how long it stays down below 32, but what? how, how do you describe what the potential yeah, impact it, is? If it's a hard frost, you've got 24 to 48 hours to get them off or mm-hmm. else they just kind of, those hops just kind of liquefy mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's really a quality issue. Luckily, a lot of the growers are finishing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of our bigger growers that are scheduled to finish tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So they should dodge that bullet. I'd be a little nervous if I had hops hanging uh, Sunday or Monday. Um, and and when, it, when it's this late, really what's left is a lot of the alpha, you know, CTZ, yeah. Pato, whatever. And uh, <coughs> when you talk about a quality deterioration, will it, have, I mean, it will have an impact on that as well, or alpha levels, or how, how do you describe that? Yeah, it could potentially because that uh, lupulin gland, that little mother nature's little membrane for holding in all the goodies, the alpha and the beta acids and the oils, mm-hmm. that just deteriorates. Yeah. It freezes Slow. and the cells, they're destroyed. So it opens that lupulin gland to oxidation and, and uh, uh, it's it's could be a, a, a real issue, the damage that a freeze could do to that. Does it have an impact uh, too then once you try to dry it down? Let's say you do have a bit of a frost and a bit of a freeze and so you get it picked quickly. Uh, once you take it into the picking room and into the the kiln, does it have any impact at that point? Or no, not really. Um, it, um, I mean, in the kiln, it makes it a little more difficult to dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really an overall quality issue. Um, we can get them in, get them stabilized, get them in a pellet. You can still extract some alpha acids, yeah. but uh, it's it's an issue and. Uh, I know a uh, little bit concerned too about. I know we're we're starting to look at hemp getting mm-hmm. into that. Yeah, uh, we'll find out. We'll have a nice test over the weekend of how what well hemp does. Is, yeah, sure. Uh, under frosty conditions as well. We're gonna have to have another podcast next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the other part of it though is kind of just going more forward. Uh, you know, once we do get through harvest, then you really kind of get into winter around here. Mm-hmm. That's where actually having the, the the cold and the snow and the freezing temperatures is a benefit to the hops in terms of, uh, you know, uh, reducing pest problems sure. or whatever, right? I mean, that's a good, a big reason why this area, again, is a really good hop growing area compared to places that are more temperate, right? Hops are a perennial plant. Uh, they need that dormancy period to kind of rest before they get uh, revigorated in the spring. And... Uh, um, and, and two, you know, the crop's almost in the barn. One of the things I love about this podcast is, is our crop is almost in the barn. So is Major League Baseball's crop <laughs> almost in the the barn. Uh, right. The playoff uh, getting ready here. Scenario yeah. is shaping up, and uh, uh, again, the hop 
season parallels the baseball season. Well, and, and Jeff, uh, we, you know, I know you're a Yankee fan, and it looks like it's going to be your Yankees against my Twins in the first round of the playoffs. It looks do, like it's how it's shaping up. So. Do I need Good to luck. come over and sit between you two? Not, we're going to have a beer uh, bet on this one, I think, right? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> can I ask, though, Steve, when's the last time you brushed up against Frost that you can remember? Um, here in the Yakima Valley, it's probably been 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've they've run into some early frost up in the Bonners Ferry area, the AB Ranch up mm. there near the Canadian mm. border, uh, a little more often than we do just because it's farther north. Uh, but uh, it's been a few years since since we've had a a bad one. Um, yeah, but we really are. I mean, we we're somewhere between ninety five and ninety eight percent of the crop is in right now at this point, right? So we are, and and a lot of our growers have invested heavily in their harvest facilities mm-hmm. so that they can hit their picking windows and have sure. everything except the alpha hops off by this time of the year. Yep. Well, Jeff, uh, again, thanks for coming by. We're starting off with uh, your wrench. Uh, um, Branded beer, which is a Northeast IPA. This is this is a really good beer. It's a great one to start <laughs> off on a Friday morning. So, it's that, not just for breakfast that's anymore. Right, that's yeah. right. It might look like orange juice. Yeah, but it's it's a really big. You guys are doing fantastic out yeah, there. Yeah, this and, beer and is our is our has become our flagship. Yeah, um, oh, it's delicious. Two thirds, mm. two thirds of what we do. Yep. In well, an age where it seems like it's hard to find a flagship, where how much of this is going into uh, the five boroughs in the New York City? <clears throat> Uh, probably a third of our distribution is in the city. Okay, well, that's yeah. actually less than I would have expected. So yeah, that's good. Right? we do a lot in New Jersey and Connecticut as well. Okay. And upstate New York is uh, yep. also the, just a function of the numbers. There's a lot of people um, and a lot of pull-through for now we had quality a, beer. I had a chance to visit you uh, two years ago with uh, Andy mm-hmm. Arsenal, our, our, one of our sales reps out there, and uh, – it, Steve, you got to get out there. It's a great brewery. Uh, you know, it's a great uh, revitalized industrial uh, uh, yeah. factory building yeah. from probably 100 years ago or 200. something. 200. 200 years yeah. ago. Yeah, pre-Civil War. Wow. No, it's just gorgeous. <coughs> and then the you look at the, the detail on the cans, and they've got that throughout the brewery looking around, and there's just so much thought that goes into it. And there's obviously tremendous thought that goes into making this. This is a really good beer, so... That's really great to hear because, you know, a lot of times it feels like we're shooting from the hip. Uh, you're not doing mm-hmm. that. But, That's uh, clear, yeah. But we try to be really intentional yeah. with what we do, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, which hops are in this one, Joe? This is Mosaic and Citra and Cascade. Nice, mm. nice. It's delicious. Yeah, and it's really, we think of it almost not even as an IPA in the sense <coughs> that it's a, a wheat beer first. Mm. In huh. a lot of ways, it's more similar to making a... A wheat style beer, right? Yeah, and then bombing it out with hops, then brewing IPA. Well, you were uh, before Industrial Arts. You were up at Ithaca, right? Mm-hmm. And That's you right. were the I don't know if it's correct to say the brains and the man behind uh, Flower yeah. Power, yeah. right? I ran the Ithaca Beer Company for yeah. about ten years. That was one of the first classic uh, branded beers and craft beers up there. And so. And that's where you uh, you got the nickname Chief from that time, yep, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah, I've heard worse nicknames, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my that's on my bucket list to make it to upstate New York in the fall. Well, when when the trees are turning color and uh, 
Obviously, I've not been to Cooperstown, which is a little embarrassing. I've been trying to get Brad there for years, too. Okay. Well, so I may have to tag Brad and, and, Martin, Mar- and Martin Ramos. I want to make a beer called Know Your Farmer. There you and go. Hey, yeah. That, yeah. That'd be awesome. And, and, and one of the reasons for getting there is my family actually grew hops mm-hmm. in upstate mm-hmm. New York and would love to do, you know, take a couple of weeks and do a little genealogy well, we would love well. to. We would love to return some of the fantastic hospitality that you guys that have shown would, us through the years. That'd be great. You, yeah, I it's hard to believe, Steve. How did you get to... I don't know. This, you know, <laughs> you know, um, you know lifetime of following pretty, baseball. pretty my, busy. My great-great-grandfather moved here because they couldn't grow hops in upstate New York, and yep. we just had never been back. And, and I guess uh, it's time to get back and complete the loop and go to Cooperstown and... And, uh, and get over to, to the Hudson... Uh, I'm sorry, what's the exact town you're in again, Jeff? We are in both uh, West Haverstraw, which is also called Garnerville, okay. and we have a new facility in Beacon. And that's you guys are just exploding in uh, demand, well, right? Yeah, we're, we're we're making all the beer that we possibly can, and yep. s- trying to figure out how to make more. Yeah, in you know next year and, and the year after that. But while we're talking about Cooperstown, I want to say I got married to my wife in Cooperstown. Nice, really? Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, we had some pre, you know pre-event activities at uh, the Hall of Fame and Brewery Gang, um, and we got married at the state park there. Seven, 17 years ago. It doesn't get more romantic and than that. And I'll Holy tell you, they had the latest recorded snowfall on the day of our wedding. Ever <laughs> in Cooperstown, it snowed like three <laughs> inches on May 18th. Did you get married in front of Preacher Rose plaque or something like that? No, no, we did it in a, in a state park, a beautiful old, actually, um, place is called Hyde Hall, and it was a hop-growing family. Nice. And yeah. it's the largest, like, single-family residence built between the Revolutionary and Civil Wars. And you could see the different additions have different styles of construction. And it's like a living museum in a state park. But they were also a hop-growing family. Um, And that area was the Mm -hmm. epicenter at the time. Wow. And uh, in fact, the the Bush family is settled there, too, in Cooperstown. They have their uh, summer estate. Cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of brewing history there. Yeah, one of the things that I'm I'm wondering, and maybe you can answer this, Jeff, because in 2001, we had the All-Star Game in Seattle. And so I went to the All-Star Game with my son, uh, Tyler, and they had the Traveling Hall of Fame Museum. Oh, cool. And and so I'm, I'm in there, and, and that's where I got Willie Mays was autographing baseballs. Cool. And I, I got Willie Mays' autograph. They bring some of the plaques and they, stuff like that? I don't remember if they brought any of the plaques, but they, they brought a lot of the exhibits uh, that are there. And uh, one of the things, I'm, I'm just staring at this picture of the entrance into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. Museum, and there's a small building off to one side that looks an awful lot like an old post house an huh. old drying house yeah and, i can picture what you're saying and i'm just wondering if that's really what it is because it, it might be yeah wouldn't wouldn't be out of the question for sure yeah that was that was the center of hop growing you, where was your family set up they were up in the constable area i think which is a little farther north and i think john siegel's family started in new york too growing they, in new york they did yeah yep 
So, yeah, John is, is, is a good friend. He's a Mets fan, so uh, tough luck for them, except for Pete Alonso this year, right? What a great year he's had. Did he, I didn't see last night. Did he get 52 yet or not? Did I, didn't, I did not see. Yeah. A couple games left. So. I, all I can say, John, is thank you so much for Jared Clinic. Uh, he's <laughs> he's going to be a superstar. And enjoy Edwin uh, Diaz as long as you can. Robinson Cano, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. But uh, really, you know, that part of New York, uh, you, know, every, you know, if you're out here, most places you think of New York State, and it's just, or you just think of New York City, right? Sure, sure. But you get up the river, you know, where you are, you know, where Hyde Park is, you mm-hmm, go further mm-hmm. up, and then you cut across. There's so much great history up there. Yeah, there uh, really is. You know, and uh, just a fantastic mm-hmm. place to really visit. I think, uh, you know, as part of our U.S. history, uh, people got to get to upstate New York. Yep. You know, and just the whole Erie Canal and crossing over and what that meant for that uh, mm-hmm. opening up. It's just, it's a great, great place to be around. And it's and, and it's really great to see you and other um, people in craft really finally getting the East Coast and New York really excited by craft, right? You know, it's yeah, been out, it's it's been been a out slow, here. It's, it's been, been a slow train slow. coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But the, and there's you're still doing a lot there's... of, you know, when we look at a city like, Portland and Seattle yeah, that yeah. are 40 and yep. 50% craft. Yep. We're nowhere close to that, but there well, are 20 the million point. people in the metro area that's, there. That's, yeah. what I, that's what we've talked a lot about is, uh, you know, we just kind of get used to it out here because it's been with us for so mm-hmm. long. But you go up and down the East Coast, and whether it's the, the greater uh, New York metropolitan area all the way through Boston, down through, you know, uh, D.C. and Virginia all the way down to Georgia and Florida, there's a lot of untapped potential yet up there. You know, but I think there was not even as much craft culture in Yakima not until five more years ago. Exactly. Um, yeah, right. Ten years ago when I started coming for selections. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was maybe more similar to upstate New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No. And it's cool now. You know, I've been brewing in New York now for almost 20 years. Um, and I was in California before that. When we when I came, when we moved back to New York, um, there was nothing, really yeah. nothing. Yep. And I had to brew beers like Flower Power if I wanted to drink them. Right. Um, and looking back and sort of feeling like being part of that movement is really gratifying. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's exciting. That that trip I made with Andy with you, then we went up to see Suarez family, oh, great. you know, and uh, then a couple of yeah, guys in Brooklyn. They have something real special going it on is up spe- there. Yeah, yeah. it's really, it's just, you got to get there, Steve, you know. Okay. You got to get there. Yeah, and there are a number of other uh, really great brewers in the Hudson Valley yeah. that have all sprung up yep. on the same since we opened. Like, yep. I didn't know that five other really solid breweries were going to open within six months of me. Yeah. Um, but and it's made for an awesome scene because everybody's doing some something that's kind of their own thing. In that area too. I mean, it's a little bit like around here. Actually, it's it's actually a great food production mm-hmm. area right mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of great veggies and fruits that serve the the, the city and uh but that whole area you know yep. it, it's it really is a a destination uh experience for people coming out of new york city they just want to get a out lot of a fo- lot of foodies and, yeah, exactly a lot you know with the yep. culinary institute and yep. you know there's a great um there's been a great number of you know chefs coming out of the city and trying to do something yep. more settled in the country and more yep. direct more directly in contact with yep. the farms yep. and uh, you know 
craft beer dovetails really nicely with that. And so. it's a beautiful area, too. I mean, we, we love our Columbia River out here, and rightly so. But mm-hmm. the Hudson's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the whole, There's a lot of similarities. A yeah. lot of Hudson Valley art, you know, back in the 19th century. It's just it's a, mm-hmm. it's a great place. I love mm-hmm. that area. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. We feel really lucky to live there. Yeah, yeah. So how's uh, how have you been out here now with harvest uh, selection? How, how how have you what have you been seeing and what have you, um, what are your thoughts this year? So far we've seen nothing but but good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my second trip this year. We were here. We were your your first appointment. Yep. yep. Um, we came specifically for early Simcoe, but also got to select Cascade at that time, mm-hmm. and was really happy. Um, we just saw a couple of things. Yes, we got back in 24 hours ago, so we have a big. Uh, yep. So I haven't seen tons yet, mm-hmm. but so far uh, have hardly smelled any OG. Yep. Um, everything looks nice, and at worst, we're really excited. Yeah, that's no, uh, again a, a, a pretty good harvest this year. The Simcoe is, I think, the one that still has had. Uh, the biggest relative increase in yield compared to expectation. Everything's kind of everything else is more or less right at or slightly above, slightly below, depending on the variety. The Simcoe was a big one, but overall, it's it's going to be a good year in terms what, of yields. So. so, what caused a, a uptick in Simcoe? I think the the big factor there is some of the early planted Simcoes had some viroids in it, uh-huh. and so we've been able to You've start cleaning up, up yeah. uh, taking some of that early. Uh, uh, Simcoe out and replacing it with viroid-free roots. And then I think the other thing is just uh, growers have invested in their harvest facilities mm-hmm. so that they can hit those picking windows right, right. and uh, get them off in a timely manner. And we that, selected um, an Idaho-grown lot and uh, and an Oregon-grown lot. And it's only been a couple cool. of years that they've been yep. outside of 10 or 12 farms, right? Do you, yeah. do you remember which farms uh, you picked? Um, I only saw the codes. Okay. I, didn't, I don't think I've drilled into the, okay. the analytics page yet. Yeah. Um, but but they were both really, really high quality, very different. Yeah. Um, and we put one to cryo and one to, one to T90s. Nice. Yeah. How, how has your experience been with cryo? It's a constant um, tweaking that we do mm-hmm. with it. We definitely see yields up when we dry hop with it, mm-hmm. like significantly. Mm-hmm. It's hard to evaluate in the same way as a T90 pellet that we've been yeah. working with our whole careers. So it's it's just a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and that cost analysis is always a part of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always hard to recall exactly what you rubbed against what comes in as the finished product. Mm. But we, we, you know, we like it. Yeah. Are you, uh, you know, as, as your customer base, everybody's customer base evolves, are you seeing... Uh, your beer drinking customers um, gravitating towards one style or one set of hops or anything that's different compared to a couple of years ago. How is how is that evolving for you in in, uh, in in your part of the country? It's noticeable that some of the some of our peers whose model is um, new beers every week yep. um, are sort of ne- they necessarily have to call out the hop varieties. Yep. We try to avoid doing that. Yep. Um, I'm glad to talk about yep. you know the varieties we use, but yep. don't want to go to that well too many times. Yep. Um, and it seems like almost anyone who's even casually or involved up to the point where they would have an untapped account, mm-hmm. Citra and Galaxy are fire. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or or whatever it is they think yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, 
So it does seem like some of that branding resonates mm-hmm. with with the customer. Mm-hmm. But for us, we're trying to also focus on our brand and sure. not someone else's. Sure. So that's it's a it's a it's a balancing act because when we do a one off mm-hmm. with an exciting new hop or mm-hmm. something we couldn't you know Galaxy for instance that we yep. couldn't get last year, yep. people go crazy for it yep. just by saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it leads them to to a confirmation bias. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, yep. It's got Citra in there. It's got Galaxy. It must be yep. good, right? Yep. And there's obviously well-made beers with them and some not so well-made Of course. Beers of course. And that's really the, what matters at the end of the day. Have, have you been uh, looking at any new of the uh, new experimental hops this year? Is there anything that strikes your fancy so far? So, I, again, I haven't seen that many. Okay. Um, John had a few that were nice. He yep. had one that was a pretty high alpha, like um, um, it had that, like, hint of dank diesel og mm-hmm. but it was kind of focused and clean in a mm-hmm, way too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i don't know what you guys are necessarily um let's see i had a 472 mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. that's the woody one that's the coconut woody yeah. yep oak barrel yep um <coughs> that was interesting um we i mean i think we're f- we like we still like to use sea hops yep and talk more about our process and yep this sort of global idea that we come to the farms and are yep. ta- we take it very seriously and yep. and really do try to find the best ingredients that we can and we we try to talk that up maybe yep. even more than yep. we should. <laughs> well, let's talk baseball a few minutes. So, uh, what do you think of the Yankees' uh, chances to get through the American League uh, championship? Well, I I like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm hardwired. Yeah, for that. <laughs> I, I, I realized when I ran into you fellas yesterday that, you know, I'm not as current as you guys in the, you know, you know exactly the standings and everything. So this morning I got up early and I said, oh, I better go, I better go check <laughs> on those. Research, yeah, yeah. I, I realized I was going to be in over my head. So I, I saw this story. Did you see this thing in the Red Sox Rangers game yesterday? Yeah. Jeez, that was bad. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Guy dr- on purpose <coughs> dropped a, a pot fly. Oh, you're, 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 you're editing. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> there's go ahead. A, this is a really interesting. Um, there's a pitcher on the Rangers, Mike Miner, like journeyman, sure. career guy, yeah. but he's having a good year, and he has 191 strikeouts going into the game yesterday. And maybe he gets a bonus at 200 or something like that. <clears throat> so the the manager of the, of the Rangers leaves him in long. Mm-hmm. He gets to 197 and then 198. And then 199, and he's like at 120 pitches, <laughs> and they're leaving him in. Yeah. And the the lead changes, and you know people are wringing their hands about like, hey, they're leaving him in too long. Red Sox go in the lead. The Rangers take the lead again. He's at 198 or 199 strikeouts, and the Red Sox Sox start going up, swinging for contact, and sort of laying down. Sure. Like they're they they stop giving him the opportunity. They're, they pop up three times in a row. They have an, a three pitch inning. Yeah. And at this point, he's 130, 135 pitches in. Oh my goodness. And the Rangers hitter, or sorry, the Red Sox hitter. Maybe this is the ninth inning now. Pops up foul, and the catcher intentionally drops it. Oh boy. To put him to two strikes. Okay. And then I'm not sure if this is the same batter. But the umpire finally says, F this, and calls a, 
a ball six inches off the plate, <laughs> strike three, 200 Ks, game over. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the Red Sox are going out there. Yeah. Getting strikeouts is what a pitcher is yep. supposed to do. Yep. Intentionally popping up is not what a hitter is supposed to do. Right. Yep. Except if there's a guy on third. It was bad. Yeah. Bad look for everybody. No, that's not what the game's about. Right. Yep. Yeah. And we see again how terrible the Red Sox are. Who, who was <laughs> what the, the umpire wasn't they are. the umpire was, wasn't Angel Hernandez? It was CB was it? CB oh, Buckner. He's as bad. Yeah. He's just as bad. Hernandez, yeah. Buckner, and Bo Diaz. Those oh. three guys. Oh. Yeah. Let's not leave out Joe West. <laughs> true, true. Children, yes. Yeah, you got to have four. You Old Cowboy four. Joe, yep. 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 Nah, but it, no, it, this whole thing, the tanking thing, it's just, you know, you look yeah. at it like right now you've got, you know, there's, what is it, all the playoff teams are going to have 90 to 90, 90 to 105 wins. And the Tigers are historically and then, bad. you know, right? the Tigers are going to have 120 losses or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just, yeah, it's yep. not good. Yep. Well, Jeff, it's been a pleasure to have you on our podcast well, today. It's been awesome uh, to be here. It's been you've been a good partner. We appreciate everything we're doing together and what you're doing out there making great beer because that's what's important for us is uh, well, having we brewers sure, making good to, beer. We so. try to do that. And Steve, you got to get out there. Yeah, really, I know. anytime. I'm, it's uh, it's going to happen um, sooner rather than later. So well, you'll always be welcome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Love to visit your brewery and get up to Cooperstown and. Maybe see some of the old stomping grounds of the family a few generations That's back. That's cool. That's really so, cool. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks, guys.